are back. Episode number eight of the Shutdown Inning Podcast. I'm Steven Rizzotto, getting ready for the holiday season. Tyler Hall is here too. Tyler, how you doing? Hey, hey, everybody. Doing good. How are you doing, Steven? I'm doing good. We just put the Christmas tree up the other day, and uh, the the holiday season is is in the air. So I think are I'm you, doing are you pretty done good. Christmas? How are you on Christmas shopping? Have you even started yet? A few more things to get. A few more things to yeah. get, but uh, probably halfway done. So I feel like you get like everyone in your family a book every year. My uncles, because they're like big sports guys. Um, although last year my uncle he works at a butcher shop that Ricky Henderson goes to, and uh, like. Every once in a while, he comes in, and he's the one that helps Ricky. So last year, I came up with this genius idea to get him this plaque of Ricky Henderson. And uh, he, I guess he came in like a few a few weeks ago, and Ricky signed it, finally. So almost nice. a year after I gave it to him. And then the book came out uh, by Howard Bryant, the Ricky book. I gave it to him. So I, I, I have done the book thing in the past, but this year, I'm trying to do something a little different. So he come in, he's like, Ricky wants a tri-tip. <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, and of course, we're joined also by a guest, as you probably see when you clicked on this uh, podcast. It is Jared Timms. And Jared is awesome. He covers all things uh, baseball and covers all things angels for Talking Halos podcast. And he's kind enough to join us here. Uh, Jared, how you doing? Happy holidays. What's going on? Happy holidays. Fantastic to join you. As always, great talking with you, uh, Stephen. And like I said before, I haven't met you, Tyler, but uh, fantastic yeah. meeting. I'm excited to talk some baseball, man. A lot of a lot of big things happening. Tis the season, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> happy holidays, happy hot stove season. You know. Right? Oh gosh, the hot Great stove time is of the boiling. Year. It's boiling, guys. Like I mean, it is like everywhere not... but San Francisco. But yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> everywhere, like there's these big deals going on and a lot of money being spent. Um and we were saying beforehand that we haven't talked uh, in a week about, and there's like stuff that has just filled the plate in terms of things that we have to like briefly touch on. So I guess the big one was um, judge, you know, obviously judge the giants missing out on judge. We've talked about judge Jared, uh, Jared so many times on this podcast. So yeah, now that he's not with the giants, I'm kind of glad that like we can talk about him now signing with the Yankees and just be done with it. Like, all right, he's gone. Yeah. So uh he gets uh, uh reported uh what was it nine years, three hundred and sixty million. Yeah. Any so as someone <laughs> as someone who's not a Giants fan, Jared, what was your thought the whole time? Did you always feel like he was gonna go back to New York? Did you ever feel like he was gonna maybe move? honestly, I, I was not sure. It was it was a coin flip the entire time. It didn't feel like he ever wanted to leave New York, to be honest. Um, but you never knew, you know, there was never any for sure. Like uh, he wants to go back to New York. And I mean, you can never trust any, anything that comes out on the internet with uh, any, any big players, you know, even with guys that have check marks, unless it's even Jeff Passan. So, um, but yeah, you know, it it was, uh, it was fascinating. And honestly, uh, I texted a co-host of talking halos, Nate. And I was like, the giants kind of pulling angels and just coming in second in everybody. It seems like right now. So uh, I'm sorry, but like you get a a taste of uh, the angels organization as well. I mean, well, the the giants have actually come in second for like a few years now. They came in second on Harper. Uh, I believe they came in second on Otani. Um, You know, they've Stanton, Granky, Lester, the list yeah. goes on. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like the, it sounds like the Angels. To be honest, it sounds exactly like the Angels. I mean, Trout Cole. and Otani have been nice, but you know, you had Garrett Cole. Not too many people know Carlos Correa. Last year, they came in second on. They offered Seager. I mean, it's been so many, so many uh, years in, years out. And I mean, the pitching market was just brutal for the Angels for so many years. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess you guys kind of you guys know how it feels. Uh, I feel like if you could combine the Angels and the Giants, because the Giants never have problem getting pitching, the Angels never have problems with their offense or you know attracting bats. Let's just combine these teams. I guess I don't know. I will happily take Farhan. Oh, happily. we'll tell that to all the Giants fans that are yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot of our audience is Giants fans, and Farhan is kind of losing some steam right now so uh i'm clipping you know, that i'm clipping yeah. that <laughs> Glad, what's your uh, what are your thoughts on farhan 
I, I love, I love him. I love everything that, that he does. Uh, funny story. I was actually, I saw Walker Bueller's first start. The entire Dodgers organization was there. I had no idea they were sitting in front of me. Uh, come to find out it was Friedman, Farhan, all, all these guys sitting right in front of me watching Walker Bueller's first start in the minors. Um, side note there, but I, I, I love, you know, you, when you're able to go from successful team to successful team to creating another successful team and doing what the Giants did, uh, it's it just kind of a testament to what you know about baseball and I oh sometimes the numbers play so yeah hold hold in there guys if you're if you're Giants fans I you know I love the Manaya signing as well I was one of the guys on my list it was like this guy's probably gonna have a little bit of a bounce back year so um and the Giants have done a fantastic job of producing pitching yeah you know I think uh with with Farhan I think a lot of it is just you know he's he's taking the blame because they've been unable to land the big fish but I mean at that point, you know, the money's there regardless. It's just guys choosing to go elsewhere. It's like out of Farhan's control, at least in my mind. And, you know, I feel like he, every move he makes, even if it's like very tiny, it's like an incremental upgrade. You know, he'll DFA a guy he just picked up last week to pick up a new guy because he sees it as an improvement. So I, I always feel like what he's doing is improving the team. It might not be in the grand steps that like Giants fans hope for, but I've always kind of compared him to like, have you ever seen that show where like you start with a paperclip and then you trade that for like a ball of yarn and then you trade the ball of yarn for a toy car. You know, he's just kind of always building. There's yeah, an app yeah. that does that, by the way. I used to have a JV baseball coach who started out with like a, I think, I forget what he started off as, but you know, at one point he was bringing a surfboard to school and then I was like, what are you doing with that? Then he's like, I'm trading it for a scooter. I'm hoping to get a car in six months. I was like, gosh, but yeah, no, that that's a good representation of, of Farhan. But um, yeah, I, I mean the judge thing, yeah, you know, that happened. And then uh, we saw Xander Bogarts get just this massive 11 year deal. Uh, what was it like 286 million? I mean, that Two, was, yeah, like 280 ish. Yeah. Th- that was wild to me, too. And I guess they don't really see Tatis as a long term fit at shortstop. Did you guys have any thoughts on that one? Cause that, that, that to me was the big eyebrow razor when I saw some of the deals I mean, that were I was reported. surprised how long it was, how long the contract was, how much it was, uh, and partially that it was the Padres. I mean, how many. $30 million bats are they going to put in one lineup and then still fill out the rest of their roster? I don't know, what were your thoughts, Jared? <laughs> I, I, I thought the exact same thing. Well, it wasn't surprising that they went out and got him. It was the amount of years and then also the money that they gave up as well. I mean, what do you do with Tatis down the road? Uh, <laughs> you, you, what are you going to do with Juan Soto? What are you going to do? You know, they, they have a lot of big contracts still. So it's really, really interesting. Um, however, if we're talking about them winning the last game in October, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I, I took yeah. it as kind of their sign that they're going to ride through the next two years with Soto and then he's gone. I mean, especially he's going to get like a four or $500 million deal. Tatis, Machado and Bogarts. I think they're all there for at least 11 years, or I guess Machado will be eight. He can opt out after this year, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know why he would. Making $30 million to live in San Diego and play on a stacked team sounds pretty nice. (laughs) Um, But I kind of took that as, you know, they're going to try to see what they can do for the next two years with Soto. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very intrigued. I mean, granted, we're going to continue to see the uh, the salary, I guess, salary cap, um, whatever the Mets are doing. I know we'll probably talk about them, but the salary cap continue to rise. So I don't know what the what it's going to look like uh, down the road. Um, so I mean, what is it, twenty seven million dollars a year might not be too bad. Um, however, it just it screams Albert Pujols all over again. Um, except you're getting a short you're getting a shortstop, so it's a little more athleticism, um, and you hopefully know the age of what uh, Xander Bogarts actually is. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that's weird is I feel like players are completely dominating. Like the players are winning this off season where, you know, they're getting these long deals that like DeGrom getting five with an option for a six. Like most people are like, okay, he'll get like three one twenty. you know, um, Rodon wants six or seven years and he's probably going to get it because he's in a great spot. Yeah, he's the best pitcher left by far, and there's a lot of teams that could use him. Yeah. You know, in a Turner, market that's already been established, by the way. Like he's yeah, great. He's and, in a great spot. Yeah, Turner and Bogarts both getting 11 years, and they're not even. They're the two oldest shortstops. Swanson and Correa are the two youngest of the four. It's just I made a tweet like last week after some of these signings. I'm like, 
in the year like 2030, like two thirds of Major League Baseball is going to be 35 or older because all these guys are signing like year contracts are going to carry them to like their late 30s, early 40s right now. It's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at it. It's going to be it's going to be really funny, actually, in 2030. I mean, we talk about like the Pujols or uh, the Pujols, the Cano deal. Um, it's going to be, you know, Bogarts, Machado, Tatis, these guys who are all in their mid late um close to 40s probably Mike Trout Shohei Otani is going to get paid next year I mean it's it'll be really interesting to see what happens what it looks like in 10 years like it's just going to be a complete lopsided everything again so but yeah I mean it shows how hungry teams are to win right now they're you know they know that they're you know when you give a guy like 11 years you're banking on the next five maybe six if you're lucky being good and then the back half just being a dumpster fire like Padres fans are going to enjoy the next four or five years. And then, you know, 2028, when they're paying Machado, Tatis, and Bogarts, like a combined $100 million, they're going to be like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, and Pujols' name, by the way, was brought up a few times um, this offseason. I've heard it a lot compared to Judge. Because I think they were, what, the same age? Wasn't Pujols going into his age 32 season when he signed that deal with the Angels? It's like... Mm-hmm. And and I think I, I heard somewhere where they were like, I wonder if uh if uh Aaron Judge called Albert Pujols and asked for his advice. Like, no, he you know, just because it's kind of the same, you know, I don't know. Did you like that Pujols deal, by the way, Jared? Like right when it happened or uh no? young, young young Jared absolutely loved it. Um you look at it you look at it now and what I've learned, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> especially with if you if you look at his years like age 30, 31 and I want to say it was probably 32 with St. Louis uh, leading up to the big contract. It was like decrease, 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 and, and decline, decline. So I, at the time, I can guarantee, I, I'll let you know exactly what I did. I was in high school and I ran around uh, the school flipping people off and saying the Angels are going to go win two, five, six, seven World Series. Um, and also one of the teachers that I had was ground screwed at Angel Stadium. And it was like, this is monumental. So um, yeah, it, it, uh, at the time, young Jared absolutely loved it. Um, now, I wouldn't give that contract to somebody. I would give it to Cray, though. Oh, I mean, that's the thing, though. If you want to be competitive, you're going to have to hand out at least one or two of these deals if you want to have, like, a marquee superstar. Because, you know, right now, pretty much some guys get, like, that early, like, the Acuna deal where he got locked up a little early for, you know, team-friendly. But he's going to get – he'll hit free agency in, like, his early 30s, I think. But, you know, these guys are only getting one major payday. And so, you know, it's – you know, the – the giants, you know, had to like, you know, pay some guys early that they, they didn't want to, for example, um, or kind of say didn't want to, but, but, you know, these guys are only going to get one big payday and they're going to go, someone's going to, all it takes is one team to give them that money. And like I said, you're going to get them for like that five or six really solid years and then they're going to fall off. So Hmm. it's interesting. You know, some people are like business. You know, so I've seen people on Twitter just say, oh, well, they need to let guys hit free agency earlier. And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. Oh, like, oh. that's never going to happen. Uh, baseball's been around too. Like, the union's too strong. Players are making a, a shit ton of money. Teams are making a lot of money. Like, they're not really worried about changing that anytime soon. So I wouldn't hold my breath as a baseball fan on that. Especially after this offseason, too. Money's just flowing everywhere, it seems like. So I think it's like over $2 billion committed already. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and like we, we just saw Chris Bassett just take a deal where it was three years, 86. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, that was such a, you know, he got 10 more million dollars than Senga. I get he has the draft pick attached to him. And for a guy like Chris Bassett, who like, is a borderline two years less than Sanga too, though. Yeah, that's, that's true also. But like for a guy like Bassett, who's like a borderline, like, do we give him the qualifying offer? Do we not like kind of like Nate Evaldi? Like, is he going to get signed? You know, it's uh, all these question marks, but um, I mean, we have to focus on the Mets real quick, Jared. We want to ask you about the Mets. Steve Cohen bought a baseball team and has zero i wish he bought the giants <laughs> has zero reservations about anything have you noticed that same thing uh yeah that what he is doing is is unbelievable and it scares living bejeebers out of me for what the angel sales is going to be and i'm hoping that somebody buys them like that um and that the mlb just lets them do whatever they want like cohen does and cohen doesn't do anything completely stupid you know and and blow it up so that nobody can do what 
what he's doing because I would love the Angels to do this. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, if you're a Mets fan, you have to be stoked that this guy owns your baseball team. If you're the Mets GM, best job in baseball. Ooh, Billy, Billy, Billy Epler is oh, Billy's my guy. By the way, I love Billy Epler. Love everything oh, he did in Anaheim. Right. Uh, <laughs> to, right. to flip the script though, have they gotten better this year? Have they gotten better this offseason? Should I say on paper? That's a good mm-hmm. point. Because I mean, close to I mean they already they dollars. already had they already had Nimmo, so that's like they're not better. They well, they kept him. Is. Verlander for Degrom. I mean, it... Degrom could be better if he's healthy. I mean, Verlander is Verlander's forty. I mean, he could yeah. his arm could like fall off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it will, but you know, but you Passage know, Senga, Senga. Yeah, I mean, Senga's a question mark. A lot of these guys that come over from overseas, they're a question mark until we see what they do. There's guys that people have been like, oh, he's going to be awesome. And then they are not. And then you get guys like Ichiro or, you know, so, or Otani. So, you know, they're always a question mark. So, like, I wish the Giants would have taken that, what was it, 575, five years, 75 million. I wish the Giants would have taken that lottery ticket for where they are. I think a lot of it, Jared's just and, and Stevens is going to be time will tell, you know, but knowing that he's open to doing whatever, like the GM thinks makes their team better. And he's just like, yeah, here's the blank checkbook. Go have fun. I yeah. mean, I are they done yet? He's actually making money. Is he making money too along with this? You know, like, is this I like the whole speculation behind, you know, Manfred came, come out, came out eight, 800 times saying that baseball isn't a profitable investment has he is he making as each team is worth money? over a yeah. billion dollars right. exactly <laughs> i'm sure he's making some i mean he's so rich that he's like i'll lose like if you win a championship you make so much money off of that run yeah. and the sales and the memorabilia and everything and they'll cohen will be all right <laughs> and it, but it is good it's like a breath of fresh air isn't it to see a billionaire and Steve Cohn is worth like 15 billion or something like that. So it's, it's like probably not a big deal to him. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know, but it's great to see a billionaire buy a team and then not set limits with a $110 million payroll. Like it's great. Like finally, you know, right. Finally, someone's, someone's doing this the right way. So it, it's that's fun cool to see thing. a baseball team run like almost like a passion project than a business, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like when I I'm not sure how old you are Jared. I'm 38, so I've been around for a minute. But uh but you know, kind of like the late 90s Yankees where everyone just hated Steinbrenner cuz he was willing to spend when other teams weren't. It kind of reminds me of that. I mean, he, they're blowing teams out of the water, you know, whether they win a ring or not, we'll see like we talked about, but I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you have to be stoked that at least this guy, he's, you know, he's personable like he's awesome on social media he'll like engage with fans on social media he is a fan yeah you know he's a fan who has a baseball team we're just giving jared like all these like like hopes of what the next angel owner is gonna gonna be (laughs) i've heard good things so we'll see we'll see where that we'll see where that takes us quick little spinoff but like have you heard like do is there any rumors on who might be interested in buying the angels right now name wise no um there aren't too many names out there. I mean, you could go like, there's always, I'm going to, the Rams owner, of course, is always out there. Um, the Clippers owner, uh, I've heard, I've heard that the Golden State Warriors owner uh, is is also out there. So the joke about off the record, why Angel Stadium might end up being Oracle Park at some point. I mean, obviously it's just a joke, but um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I mean, and it'll be interesting to see how much it sells for too. I mean, two, three billion dollars. That's pro- it'll probably be the most expensive sale in sports team history. I would assume fairly close to it, close to what the Mets were. Yeah, just like valuations of franchises are insane now. I think like not to, just funny that it got brought up again, but like Steinbrenner bought the Yankees for like ten million dollars in the seventies, and that was probably a lot because it was the Yankees. You know, very. You know, it was a brand back then. It's a brand today. Yeah. Um, imagine that's buying, where it's like, like a, usually it's like a group now, like the giants aren't owned by like one guy. It's a group. Cause like these franchises are worth so much now that you, it's hard to find one guy who can do it. Maybe so. a rod gets involved. Oh. I'll get my hopes up. That's another guy that I absolutely love. I'd love to see a rod get involved. Is that, is that like magic Johnson type figure? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he could, I know he's with the Timberwolves right now, but 
maybe he does get into the baseball scene. Um, what was I gonna? Oh yeah, we we saw a trade today. I mean, Sean Murphy got traded to. Uh, I guess when we're recording this, Sean Murphy got traded to the Atlanta Braves. It was a three-team deal with the A's, the Brewers, and the Braves involved. Uh, I guess the other notable name was that William Contreras went to the Brew Crew. Uh, Who immediately guys... tweeted like eight broken hearts when he got <laughs> traded. Do you guys have any like reaction to that? Because like the A's wanted a haul for Murphy. I guess Jared will hit you there first. I know it's a little bit of a you know, head scratcher because I myself don't know about Sean Murphy that much. So... I think the Braves got us just stole Sean Murphy. I mean, they didn't really give up. They gave up Contreras. Yeah. And then the Brewers also didn't give up that much to get Contreras. So I don't know what, I don't know what the A's are doing, to be honest, when you look at that trade, that's a, that's a tough trade for me to understand um, what the, what the A's are doing, but the A's somehow were good for what, like five straight years, and they were supposed to win sixty games every single one of those years. So you can never doubt what those guys are doing there. It's 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 crazy to me. Well, I mean, I saw a thing right before we got on. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you, Stephen, but like that from their two thousand one opening day, or two thousand twenty one opening day roster, the the only guy left is Loriano. Wow, he's probably next too. Oh yeah, and he's on the market too. So I mean. Imagine like two years, like within two years, your whole opening day starting lineup gone. Like that's insane. They're going to be in a good spot though when they move to uh, Vegas. To Vegas, if that ever happens. But yeah, they'll. It's got. It's happening. That's what they're trying to do. I think you know, real good farm system, and then to have money. Yeah, that'll be that'll be. So the twenty twenty one A starting lineup: Sean Murphy traded, Matt Olson traded, Josh Harrison left in free agency, Matt Chapman traded. Elvis Andrews, DFA'd. Starling Marte, left in free agency. Ramon Laureano, still there. Mark Canna, left in free agency. And Chad Pender's currently a free agent. Some of those guys aren't bad players, too. Canna got a good payday there. I mean, I mean, most the of them, like, like Jared said, the A's are like a sneaky team where they can be good, where you look at it and they're like, they're not going to be good. But, like, that's a solid lineup. It's a sneaky good division in general. So, I mean. However, the A's are probably going to win 40 games next year. Oh, you, I wouldn't. <laughs> you really think so? I mean, I don't. It's gonna be. Rough. I, I'd have to look at their lineup. I know I went to a game, an Angels game, late in the season, and I was like, I might be able to know. I might be able to tell you like half of this lineup and who it actually is. I had no clue. Like, I saw Soderstrom on there, and other than that, I was like, I don't know I these feel guys. So bad for A's fans, and like, I don't say that like to be a dick Giants fan. Like, I've gone to A's games. I have friends who are A's fans, and I'm just like, we got to keep the team here. But then like basically like before last season was when that whole roster turnover started and they were just like, we're running this thing into the ground. It reminded me I'm, I, I'm in Sacramento. Now I was down in the Bay for about a decade. It reminded me of the Kings when they were, when the Maloofs were trying to move the Kings out of Sacramento and they just stopped putting money in the team, stopped putting money into Arco. They're like, we're out of here. And then luckily Vivek came in and saved them. Like it's going to take like a, a white night, like Vivek for the Kings to keep the A's in Oakland. Like they're, done <laughs> like and i like they're just giving the fans nothing to be excited about like you're gonna go out to oakland and to a ballpark that they don't put any yeah no, i just feel bad i don't even want to finish this thought because it just makes me <laughs> bummed like, because like growing up i would go to a's and giants games like i would go see ricky and jose and mark mcguire because like you could just drive me and my dad could drive half the way down get on bart and get to the coliseum where like there was no public transit from sacramento to get you to candlestick so even though i was a giants fan i went to a lot of a's games and so you know a little bit of my heart like i still want the a's to stay like the bay area baseball scene is fun with both teams it's just sad it's any team it just sucks when your owners just run it into the ground same anything to add on that jared i know it's a tyler got on an emotion sorry i yeah it just sucks man <laughs> no i i mean It'll be interesting. I'm sure as an Angels fan, you're like, sweet, we got, you know, 12 games a year against this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. You know, but at the same time, I mean, you just never know what they're, what the A's have in, have in store. But yeah, that, what's their, uh, what's their salary going to be opening day? Like 50 million, $20 million. Like who are they spending, <laughs> who are they spending any money on? 
Yeah. That's well, I mean, bef- I guess, you know, to kind of transition to our next thought and kind of tie this all together, like the, the Mets payroll now, their luxury tax penalty is like 80 something million right now. And that's more than like seven, six or seven teams. Of course, the A's being one of them, but like their salary penalty is going to be more than whole team's payrolls. That's stupid. So, I wish what good for the Mets w- there. Yeah, you know, awesome if you're a Mets fan. Uh, you know, and speaking kind of what I mentioned earlier, like people are like, oh, like let these guys hit free agency earlier, and that's not going to happen. I think what would really help baseball that I know would never happen, so I'm not like expecting it, would be like a salary floor and a salary ceiling, especially with like the revenue sharing. You know, make these like when they say like when we said earlier how Manfred said that like owning a baseball team is not a profitable you know, that's bullshit. Like these teams that aren't paying salaries, like they're making a ton of money off of revenue sharing and they're just not reinvesting it into their. Who would have an issue with a salary floor? Like would anybody, like if, if you have an issue, sell the team, right? Like, does that well, make sense? Well, the, the players union isn't going to like it. Cause the, part of having a floor is also going to be a ceiling. And the, I mean, you got guys making, you got judge signing 360 right now uh, to kind of transition to the next guys to sign. Correa is probably going to get, he might get more than that, maybe not annual value, but he might get a larger deal than Judge. Yeah. What do you guys think that Correa gets? Cause I'm interested. All right. That's, I, it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, I could see him breaking like, you know, like we said, Turner and Bogart's got 11. He's got Scott Boris, who's going to, he'll let him wait until January or February to sign. So I could see him getting like a 12 year, Maybe near four hundred million. That might not be out of the question. I think twelve. I think twelve for four twenty is thirty five a year. Yeah, um, that's the, and that's not out of the question. I think that you know the more years you go up, you'd have to assume that AAV goes down. So what is twelve for? Uh, what is twelve for twelve times thirty? I don't know what that would be, but that's probably twelve times that thirty area. would be three sixty. Yeah, twelve for three sixty ish in that area. Yeah, and that's right at where judge was too so i mean you know that's why you're never going to get a ceiling or a floor because then you have a ceiling and then you're not going to have teams giving away this much money as well and like he's young enough too to where like i could see and brooks brought up a really good brooks our, our buddy from giants chatter brought up a really good point about um you know kind of kind of what machado did or sorry kind of what arnado did uh, with Arnado's contract with the uh, with the the Rockies, because Arnado had an opt out that he did not exercise, and who who knows what he would get in the open market this year. But, um, you know, I think you know Correa is young enough to where he could opt out in three years. You know, that's obviously still, you know, gambling on yourself. Do you expect to get a deal like you're going to get at 28 at 31? You know, so it's a bit of a question mark there. But like, who are the suitors for him though? Like the Twins. The Cubs, the Giants, the Giants, like the twin, uh, the Giants and Cubs are going to bully the Twins financially, like big time. Yeah. So, I don't know where he ends up. Probably, I don't. I think I, don't know. I think the Giants are going to back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> they need to sign someone. Like uh, Jared, I'm not sure like, how how closely you follow the Giants, but like this has been the off season that Giants fans have been like waiting on for. What do you think, Stephen? Like five, six years? Like all the money's going to be off the books. You know, it's a look at this free agent class. Like if they come out of this and it's like, we got Mitch Haniger and Andrew Benintendi and Sean Manea, like attendance was already down. Like they had their lowest attendance this year than any year in the ballpark's history. If that, you know, this was the offseason we've all been waiting for, and they give, you know, and I like Haniger, I like Manea. I like Benintendi if he's the second outfielder, but like that's not gonna excite people to come out to the ballpark. So that's why I think I think Correa will go to the Giants. I think it's gonna be for way more than any of us would want him to sign for. But like I said, you know, right now that's the cost of doing business if you want to be a winning major league baseball team. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't let the Dodgers get him either. Well, Where- they've already said they're not going after him. I don't know if that's just like a smoke screen, but We'll see. We'll see about that. I think Swanson's going to the Dodgers. I think Swanson's going to Anaheim. Oh, are they in the market for a shortstop? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 
definitely. It, they're going to get a shortstop, whether it's via the trade market or one of these two guys. It wouldn't surprise me. They're they're in the mix for Correa as well. I don't know if they're going to spend the money to go get Correa, but I could definitely see Swanson at like 20 to 25 a year. So let's say 23 a year in that range for sure. If what do you like about up- Swanson? Like what? Because like Swanson, like he's he's mentioned with those four guys that were free agents this year, but he seems to be that fourth guy that people mention. And for me, I wouldn't put him on the same level as Bogarts, um, Bogarts, Correa, and Turner. But at the same time, I could see his appeal. You know, had some good power years recently. He plays every day. He plays great defense. Like, why would he be? a better fit for a team than Correa, like not just the angels, but in general, he's, he's consistent. You know, he's, he's that guy who he doesn't need to go be a superstar either. That's why I think he fits the angels so well, not just because Perry was in, uh, Perry Manassian was in Atlanta before, That's but right. the angels don't need that star. I mean, it's not a bad thing to go get a star for sure, but they don't need that guy to go be a star. They need their floor to be higher. And, and Swanson raises that floor. They need a consistent shortstop. Angels fans don't want Andrew Velasquez running out there with a 25 WRC plus playing really good defense. You know, they, they want that guy who's going to be consistent um, and they want that guy who's you know going to be there for 160 games a year. I think Swanson's, I saw a stat where he's played out of the last 516 games at shortstop for the Braves. He's played 502 of them or something like that. Something crazy. So, I mean, you're looking for a consistent shortstop. That's, that's probably your best bet. I mean, even over, Correa, who's been hurt a little bit and you know he's he's kind of Swanson's kind of like yes he's that backup that everybody you know the backup option to Correa and the big three but it's still not a bad option and he's gonna cost you what 20 to 25 a year which isn't horrible for again the guy who's arguably a starting shortstop argue or arguably an all-star shortstop as well um when when it's all said and done so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you're like starting a team from scratch and like there's no money and you're just like, who would you rather have? Like most teams would probably go Correa. But like Jared was saying, it's not always like every not every team is looking for a superstar. If you can if you're just like, hey, we need a consistent guy who's going to perform for us and give us some steady production for the next you know, however many years. It's the teams like that. They're going to be like, OK, well, we'll go to that's why I think, you know. That's why a team like the Dodgers, I'm kind of believe them when they say like they're out on Korea, but they might be in on Swanson. Like they already have Freeman and Betts, you know, all these other guys. So like a Swanson would be like a perfect fit. And that's similar for the Angels, I feel like when you have Trout, hopefully Rendon will be healthy one of these years, uh, Otani in the lineup. So, I mean, you know, if you already have like three or four studs in the lineup, and Swanson could be like your fifth or fourth or fifth best hitter in the lineup. That's awesome. That's all you need from them. Go out there, play solid shortstop, play 155 games a year or whatever. And let's, let's do it. So I could, that's why I think, you know, some teams would be out on Correa, but in on Swanson. Or if you're the Cubs, you go get both of them. Like they were talking about doing with, uh, with, with a bunch of guys before. So. Cubs keep acting like a small market team. It's kind of ridiculous at this point, they got to start spending money. I know that, you know, I think they overvalued Marcus Stroman a little bit. You know, they went and got Marcus Stroman was a last off season, and mm-hmm. I don't even think he's a top end rotation guy. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. Cubs need to need to start spending money there. Um, who else is on? Carlos Rodon is kind of that last big pitcher on the market. I know we kind of like mentioned him in passing. Like, so, yeah, I mean, we talked about Bassett signed. Uh, I think Walker is signed. Like who after Rodon? Who is the next best pitcher available now? Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I mean, might that's be. A, yeah, that's a drop off. It's kind of he's in like the Correa seat, but for for arms right now, it's like okay, if you don't get me, who are you going to get? And he's just kind of sitting back, like. You know, when he became a free agent and Giants fans are like, oh, okay, maybe he'll go like four or five years. So maybe the Giants will do it. Now he's talking like, like Steven said earlier, he's looking for six or seven years. And he's probably going to get it because someone will do it in this market. Like I said, it just takes one team and someone's going to do it in this market. Someone's going to be starved for a front of the front of the rotation. I think I said it last week. It was always funny to me where people were talking about, you know, health issues for like Verlander or for, um, or for DeGrom, and it's like, yeah, they missed some time, but, like, have you paid attention to how much time Rodon has missed earlier in his career? 
Yeah. Didn't he get DFA'd at one point too? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I think I feel like the White Sox DFA'd him. It sounds about right. I wouldn't be not, maybe they non-tendered him. That could have non-tendered, been non-tendered. Yes, they, they might have non-tendered and brought him back on some type of short-term deal. But re- yeah. regardless, it's impressive with what he's done. But yeah, that's a scary that that's a scary arm. That's like oh, Nathan Evaldi's probably that next big arm. By the way, I just thought about that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's it's very similar to what Evaldi was a couple of years back when the Red Sox signed him. I was like, two Tommy Johns. I want no part of Evaldi, and here he is, healthy again, looking for another big contract. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get that six because again he's in a perfect spot because like, you know you're gonna turn to Evaldi, you know so that, you know he's he's kind of a wild card with with everything that he's gone through the last few years so, uh but so is Rodon you know I I think health if if you worry about health too much with these guys, then you're eventually you know gonna run out of options and you're gonna be stuck with the you know, Noah Cindergaard's, yeah. but Cindergaard has health, you know, there's a question there, I guess, but I know he had the Tommy John a while ago and now he's been yeah. back. Um, I think there's some teams lying in the weeds right now that you're not really hearing about that are linked to a lot of these last few final guys. They're going to hop in like Cardinals. I think the Yankees, like most people thought, Oh, they got judged back. They're done. But I think the Steinbrenners are going to be like, kind of not necessarily pissed off, but like worried about the Mets, like being like, you know, catching these headlines and in, in New York, it's probably like the one market where it's like the headlines are almost as important as the standings. And so like, are they going to just, you know, they're going to be like, Hey, they're spending. Why aren't, you know, Yankees fans would be like, the Mets are spending. Why aren't you spending? You know, I could see them going after a Rodon or jumping in after a Correa. Maybe they bring Ben and back too. like, who knows? But, you know, it's also weird to me that the Dodgers haven't really signed a big guy. They lost Trey Turner. I've heard some things and this might transition to something we're going to talk about in a bit, but maybe they're just like, you know, our team won 111 games. We can lose a Turner, still be good. And then throw who knows how much money at Shohei Otani next year. Um, But it's just weird to me that the Dodgers haven't done a lot when they can do basically whatever the hell they want. What do you guys think? You never know with the Dodgers again. I mean, haven't won a World Series since uh, '84, so I'm gonna say that for you. I like this Welcome. guy. I like this guy. <laughs> what happened to '88? Was it '88? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, whatever yeah, it was. It was. Oh, it was. I thought like there was something wrong with '88, where like no. you know, Kirk Gibson was like actually on steroids, and now oh, people yeah. don't count that for whatever reason. No. Actually, my favorite part of that Kirk Gibson home run, it's just to go on a little tangent, is like as the ball's going over the fence, you can see the tail lights, the brake lights, cars <laughs> of all the fans that were already leaving a freaking World Series game because they were losing by a, a run or two. So, is that not just the Giants thing, Jared? Do like other people have that interpretation of Dodger fans like to get there in the third and leave in the seventh? hundred percent. I've been to Dodger games like that before where there's nobody there in the first, second, third innings and it's packed. And then it's like that in Anaheim too, where uh, fans won't show up until, I don't know, the third inning and then leaving the sixth or something like that kills me. Absolutely kills me. I get it at, uh, I get it at Dodger games though. You're trying to leave with 55,000 people and there are two exits at Dodger stadium. That's a, that that's tough. I'll say that if no one's ever been there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess we could, uh, we could, should we should we hit the winners or losers first, Tyler, or should we do some Otani? Because I know that there's uh what do you I think? I mean, yeah, we I mean we just talked Otani, so yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's close that loop up. Uh and Jared's a good Jared's got a smile on his face. Uh so yeah, Otani, I mean, there there's so much to say about him, right? He's put two straight years of I mean, if if Aaron Judge didn't exist and you know put up a you know, 200 OPS plus season, then Shohei Otani's your American League MVP, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah, so, I mean, this year he was basically like Matt Olson and Max Scherzer in one person. Good God. I mean, he's he's amazing. And, you know, he's slated to get paid. I keep hearing 450 being thrown out there. What do you think the Angels, like, how do you think they operate this with new ownership and such? And How old is Otani? Let me just ask that. Sorry, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to, I don't know off the top of my head either, but I'm going to say close to 27, 28 right now. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what do they do with them? What do you think? I think they're going to let him walk. Um, I think they missed their opportunity to, to trade him. And I don't think that the angels have proven that they want to win, especially this off season, um, you know, to prove to him enough that 
he, he's gonna stay you know he, he he's wants kind of sad he wants to win right he wants he wants to win it's kind of like that Sanga thing too it felt like Sanga wanted to just wanted to win it didn't really care mm-hmm. about the money um i've talked about it a lot or me and me and my nate have talked about it a lot on talking halos it, it's 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 a cultural thing you know um a lot of those guys that come over from japan want to win at the highest level mm-hmm. you know not just in japan so good point uh, ichiro is that same way you know he didn't always ichiro never went out and took that big contract that everybody was expecting um, he's pretty loyal, loyal in Seattle and he wanted to win in Seattle. Um, that being said, Shohei may want to win in Anaheim. He might just want to go win. So I think the angels have missed their chance to, to trade him. I thought that was this last trade deadline where they should have went out and, um, traded him to whoever didn't get Juan Soto, um, and, and gotten basically the same haul that Juan Soto got. That doesn't mean that they're not going to trade him this upcoming deadline. If they're that's what I was 15 games out him. of the trade deadline or out of the, uh, out of the West and, you know, 10 games out of a wild card spot. So uh, it, it, it'll be very interesting to see what the new owner wants to do as well and how deep his pockets are. Cause I mean, Otani doesn't just, you know, bring good baseball, you know, he doesn't just bring the hitting and the pitching. He brings over the entire nation of Japan as well. And all of the money that comes with that too. So, you know, that's what makes him so incredibly difficult to value too, is like mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw, I mean, you could he's say, like one he, of those guys no matter what you pay him like you're probably going to make a lot of that money back yeah it's mike trout it's, it's going to be very similar i think to a mike trout contract i got um, to go i went to otani's first start as a pitcher in his major league career it was in oakland it was uh, easter day i guess it would have been 2018 Does that sound about right easter 2018 yeah. the the bullpens in Oakland, I, I'm sure I think both of you guys have been there or down the, the foul lines. The media just to watch him warm up was like 30 people deep down <laughs> the right field line. It was insane. I was sitting in the right field bleacher, so I had like the uh, perfect view of it. But yeah, I mean, he is. He's amazing. And like, like you said, he it's not just he's a good pitcher and a good hitter. Like you're going to make Jersey sales, you know, you know, promotions or whatever, everything he's going to get you that money back. Like. Absolutely. Um, and and he, he has a loyal fan base too. I, the first time that I ever brought up and we were, we were some of the first people saying trade Otani because of a laundry list of things that we don't like that are associated with Shohei Otani. I mean, it's hard to build a, a pitching staff. You can't DH anybody with an aging Mike Trout and an aging Rendon and, and other guys who need days off. It's, it's very hard to DH somebody with him. Um, but when we did say trade him, that loyal fan base struck back hard on us real, real hard. I'll, I'll say that. So yeah, it's um, it, it, it'll be really interesting to see what, what comes about, coming in july because i mean if the angels aren't contending it's going to be you know who who wants shohei otani and what's what's the price going to be because then they have another uh what six not even is, six months they have is four. he a boris client no i i'm not sure who who he is but um whoever yeah, his agent is is stoked right now watching <laughs> all these deals because next year's free agent class it's basically like devers and him that's it devers and otani that's like you mentioned a, a really interesting thing there, Jared. I want to get back to it real quick. Six-man rotation. Do you think, is is there a shot that he could, like, fit in a five-man rotation? Like, is that ever a possibility, do you think? Yeah, that's always been something that's been thrown around there. And, and it's always something that um, people have cracked me on. It's like, they can always go to a five-man rotation. I, I just... I'm not sure why the angels have never gone to a five-man rotation. It's been the building around that six-man rotation and rotation and show, Hey, Otani going once a week. So um, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult to build around him. He needs to be that final piece in the mix rather than trying to build around Shohei Otani. Um, so I, I, I would assume that the angels probably don't bring him back unless they go on and they win show dramatic improvement, 90 plus games this next year. So like it's trade deadline time, 2023, how close to a playoff spot do the angels have to be for you to be okay with them not trading Shohei Otani? You need to be within five games of, of the wild card spot. And even then, you know, you, you and you have to be able to say, we're going to be buyers, you know, not the half in half out. Like, uh, well, no, we're going to just roll with what we have and hope we sneak in. Like, okay, cool. we're keeping Shohei so and we're making some moves to 
Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, go get those smaller pieces. Like the Angels have done it before in the past. Rizzo, I think you're with me still. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Angels have done it before in the past, where they were hundred plus game winners, and they went out and got Shane Victorino at the deadline, and and they went out and got a reliever, and it was like, go get those big pieces. You have a chance to go win a World Series. You're one. Of, you have one of the best records in baseball. So yeah, it, it'll be. I don't think the Angels have proven to Shohei Otani that they that they really want to go out and contend and win and like i this is the first thing i said about this offseason too this was the worst possible season for Artie moreno to sell the angels because you don't know what you're doing this offseason you don't perry manacin doesn't know you know he doesn't have a cap you don't know if you're bringing back perry you don't know if you're bringing back phil nevin i mean there are so many question marks with this team right now it's it's crazy so yeah i expect i fully expect uh him to be either traded in july or, or he'll be walking next year Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they have to be good. If not, they have to trade him. Like you can't just like sputter to like fourth place in the AL West and then let Otani walk. Like, <laughs> yeah, again, good division. And you'd, you'd hope you, if you were bring, trying to bring back Otani, you'd assume that they'd have some type of dialogue this off season as well, especially with judge getting the money that he's gotten. Cause you know, he's going to ask for something similar, if not a little bit more than that. 45 a year so you'd assume that there is dialogue but then again things happen very quietly in anaheim so you never know and we've never seen a free agent like otani like like we don't know what that that contract structure looks like because we've never seen it because this guy contributes in so many different ways he hits he pitches i mean it's like i know it's like cliche to say oh he's a hitter and a pitcher and he does both great but like this is the one time where like the cliche like we have to deal with the cliche in terms of negotiations. Cause like we have no idea what he's going to get. And I do think it's going to be North of 400 million because of those two things. But um, no, like you mentioned, I mean, that that's that for me is going to be storyline right as the angels show any sign of just like, you know, not contending in, in 2023. So it's going to be the storyline all year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and then we figured that yeah. uh, we'd we'd end it here on some winners and losers, I guess, of the off season thus far. It's not a completed off season. I actually think that the trade market's going to start to heat up a little bit. Uh, I think the Murphy was the first. The Murphy move was the first big trade of the off season. I know Teoscar Hernandez got traded, big deal, but no, no knock on Teoscar, but. I mean, Brian Reynolds, we're going to see some names, you know, get thrown out there. And JP Morosi brought up. I don't think Reynolds be... gets moved. Wow. I heard that the Pirates are looking for. I heard a... the Pirates are looking for a Soto like package. For wow. That, that, can't Reynolds. Be, that can't be more apples and oranges in terms of comps. Good Lord. Um, but uh, I saw that headline today. So, I mean, yeah. Do we cow. all agree, though, that the, uh, the the Mets are like winners? Like, is that. They have to be right, or no, Jared? Easy. You also said that they uh they didn't get better, but like, I you think... know, like I I you know I ne I never really had thought about it. Like Jared had mentioned, like, did they really get better? I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, the they're Braves winners might in the lose fact Swanson. That, like, yeah, uh, but I mean, if you look at it as far as like, hey, they're out there, they're spending, they're trying to make their team better, whether they are or not. Like, yeah, Mets are winners. I think Aaron Judge is the winner of the off season so wow. far. He. He got, he bet on himself. He made an extra 150 million on it. He, like, I was talking to Steven earlier, like his agents played this off season perfectly. We're going to make it look okay. Like we'll get video of him going into a hotel in San Francisco. We'll, you know, he'll hang out there for a week or two. The Met, the Yankees are going to shit their pants Hal Steinbrenner called Aaron Judge and said what do you need he told him what he wanted and he got it like how do you win the offseason more than that any oh, winners or losers Jared I I mean the Mets have I, I think they have to be winners with the amount of people that they've lost and also added like to lose that amount of players but then also still be in the exact same spot that you were in last year you know, is not a not not a bad situation. Um, the Yankees bringing back Aaron Judge. I mean, you can't you can't upset Yankee fans. That's that's I think the number one rule in baseball. Or else, yeah, you're in for a you're in for a bad year. And then also bringing back Brian, Brian Cashman. That's a big that's a big one as well. Um, and then the Padres, of course, um, somehow again going out and throwing more money 
Um, it's kind of like my fantasy football team, just really four, four really good players. And then everybody else who's just kind of whatever. So, yeah, I think the the Padres thing will be like long-term. It'll be interesting to see if they actually won or not, but I think for like the next couple of years, they definitely won. Uh, I think the blue Jays have had a nice quiet, like kind of below the radar season off season where they've made their team a lot, you know, I mean, necessarily a lot better, but you know, Bassett's a nice addition. Um, Tough rotation. Uh, Kier Kiermeyer coming on where they don't, you know, if you look at the rest of their bats, they don't need like a heavy hitting center field. Like throw him in center field, hit ninth, catch everything that hits gets hit in the air, have a good yeah. time. And Kiermeyer could still hit a little bit, especially with some of those parks and the American League East. And speaking of the East, I'll give you a loser. Because like I agree with you guys on the winners. I think those are pretty obvious at this point. But the Boston Red Sox, they are a loser for me because they have no direction at all. Missing out on Bogarts was huge. Like, that's got to, you know, what, are you going to now pivot to Rafael Dever extension talks? No. Like, he's, why would he want to stay there? So, you know, and, you know, especially with the, the lack of free agents, you know, next offseason, like was mentioned, like that, uh, which was mentioned before, but I just don't see a direction for them. You know, I know, you know, Chris Sale at the top of the rotation is throwing, like, what, three innings? No, it seems like question he's Question mark. Yeah, yeah, three innings the past few but I just don't have a direction for them. Like they want to be in on Correa. Like that's what everybody's thinking, but do they want to be in Correa in on Correa in Correa? God, uh, <laughs> forget it. Oh, um, keep it. Yeah. They, they, uh, I gotta, somebody take over. No, I, they're, they're a loser for me. The giants are a loser for me. If they don't get Correa, like I said oh. earlier, it's, this has been the off season that's been circled on all of our calendars for years. I mean, I don't know how they get better after this off season because uh, next year is Devers and Otani, like I said earlier. So they're kind of pigeonholing themselves to have to spend a ton of money next off season, even if they get Korea right now. So, I mean, I feel like they're a loser. Um, and I feel like we could also life. go through like individual deals and say like the Rangers are winners. Are they though? yes they're sneaky there's there's sneaky uh sneaky good team right there i'll say that i mean i look at bochi as an addition too okay okay that's fair that's fair but is bochi there to you know obviously i watched the degrom press conference and it was like the organization's looking up but that's like all press conferences right and bochi's like we're gonna try and win you know the division and everything and then you look and you go, but, God, I mean, Houston. If you look, if you look <laughs> at it, though, I mean, we were talking about the Mets. Like, did they really get better? I think the Rangers are a team. Like, they didn't lose anybody, and they added Degrom. That's fair. Yeah, they added Bochi. Like, you know, the kind of the call back on you know my Giants fan. Like, they the Giants have proven. You know, I don't think that Rangers are necessarily going to win the division over the Astros. But the Giants should have shown all you need is a ticket to the dance. You just need a now there's more wild card spots than ever. I think the Rangers are a playoff team if they stay healthy for sure. Interesting. Yeah, they're sneak, sneaky good there. Am I allowed to call the Dodgers losers? I feel like they've lost a lot. There, there are a lot of guys that aren't. I love back. calling the Dodgers losers. I said <laughs> I like this Jared guy. Let's I I mean Andrew Heaney, Tyler Anderson. We mentioned Justin Turner, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Big, big loss there um they brought back kershaw but yeah i mean that's a uh, the dodgers aren't i mean if they get correa it's a bellinger or you lose Be bellinger i mean is uh, bellinger a loss though like we talked about it a lot steven like he's basically for the last three or four years he's been like basically the worst hitter in baseball well he still leaves a you know he's still a great defensive center like a plus defensive outfielder but i mean you look at their outfield and who do they have out there right trace thompson like I know he had a great year last year and probably Mookie. a good find, but yeah, Mookie. Aside from Mookie, like who's your left fielder? Like how? What's that guy's name? Out Outman or whatever? Josh Outman or sure. Out? I guess does like Chris Taylor become a outfielder every day? I feel like he's better moving around and filling in for guys and then he days off. I don't know. I agree. I agree with Jared. I do. Think I agree. That they... Dodgers are losers. Though. Dodgers. I'll say that every day. <laughs> I'll clip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but well, uh but yeah i mean it's been in you know there's like we said there's a few couple big pieces out there so it's hard to fully say who's a winner and loser i think there's some that already could stop and be winners um but uh yeah so we'll we'll see how it plays out
And before we go into the rapid fire that we have for Jared, uh, do you guys have any like hot takes like for the rest of the off season? Cause like I'll give a hot take right now about Rodon. Carlos Rodon signs with the St. Louis Cardinals and he gets a seven year deal. I don't know if that's a hot take or just a legit prediction, but I'm going to call it a hot take just for the purpose of this. And exercise. by year three, are Cardinals fans happy with that deal? Uh, I don't know because he's recovering from Tommy John at that point. Ooh, sorry. Shots fired. Um, I don't know if I really have a hot take. I mean, I feel like. I put you guys on the spot. I feel like the Giants are going to overspend for Correa. They've, they've put themselves in this position. Okay, they're so just going any take now. It doesn't have to be hot. Jared, what do you got? I, I don't know <laughs> if it's hot, but like, I mean, they're going to overspend. So that means the Dodgers don't really get a guy unless they go after Swanson. Yeah. I, um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we think, I think we know who's in on Correa. I think we know who's, whoever's in on Correa is probably going to be in on Swanson. The next big contract, the next big deal is Nathan Evaldi. I mean, I'm trying to think of a decently big trade. I mean, Brian Reynolds fetching a Juan Soto type of return would be pretty unbelievable. I'll say that, but you can never trust the pirates in any type of trade situation uh, with their trade history. I don't even care if there's a new owner and GM and everything there. So I, uh, I don't have anything. I, I mean, the pirates trade O'Neill Cruz in the Brian Reynolds deal. That's how they get any type of Juan Soto type package. That would be where I go. I don't know. I, I got nothing. I think it's been pretty, uh, I think it's been a pretty, you know, straightforward off season, to be honest. Yeah. As straightforward as you could get while spending $2 billion on players. So, yeah. I mean, we knew they were going to go out and spend a lot of money. So, yeah. Fun times to be a major league baseball player. That's good. You know, getting paid generational wealth, money. Yeah. All right. Let's do the rapid yeah. fire. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, we didn't do this with our Jared's our second guest, as our dozens of listeners know. Um, so we put this together for the first time. Uh, we're going to do a five question, some are sports related, some are not Jared. Uh, we're going to call it the speedy shutdown since we're on the shutdown inning. I like that. Um, I think maybe immaculate you... inning. Yeah. Oh, the, Im- I feel like the immaculate inning would have to be three questions and we're doing five. Oh, we'll figure, yeah. we'll figure it out. We're, we're going to dial this in, but you're speedy our shutdown. guinea pig, Jared. Um, oh. Uh, are you going first, Steven, I believe, or am I? I forget. Yes, I'll go first. All right. Here we go. Number one, if you could trade places with any player in today's game, who would it be? Um, I'm going to give two here. On the on the hitting side of things, Mike Trout, of course, that'd be so much fun to do what he does on a daily basis. Uh, and then number two, somebody that I actually got a chance to interview, Ben Joyce. That'd be so much fun to throw 105 miles an hour. So that's, those are my two. Yeah. Nice. Solid. Solid. I like it. All right. Question number two. Funniest movie of all time. Go. Ooh, funniest movie. Jeez. Um, I was gonna, I was gearing up for Moneyball. Um, no, not Moneyball. I um I love this is gonna this is just like me being stupid, but I love Jackass 3D. I think that's one of the funniest movies I've ever i've ever seen um and the fact that i saw it with my grandparents makes it even funnier for me (laughs) so yeah i haven't seen 3d yet i'll have to go do that i remember when i was uh jackass one came out when i was a freshman in college which ages me quite a bit um (laughs) but yeah okay i'll have to go watch it i'll see if uh i don't yeah this also ages me i don't have any grandparents left so i won't do that either but i'll go check it out you could bring your son (laughs) right watch it with hunter um all right. Uh, question number three, Jared. Uh, any player you have not been able to see live, but if you could go back and see them live, who would it be? Ooh, um, I, I'm I'm a sucker for a pitcher's duel, so I want to say Pedro Martinez. I think that would be so much fun. If I saw him, it was when I was very young, and I I know I went to Reds. I've been to Fenway. Um, and I know the Red Sox have come to Anaheim, but I just don't remember. I know I've saw Ro- Ro- Roger Clemens, so I'm going to say uh, Pedro Martinez. Nice. That's a good. Yeah, yeah I was I was thinking he'd say Tim Salmon, but no, he's, he's <laughs> that's not Tim Salmon. There's uh like thinking back to like my younger days, like there's two pitchers where they were coming to the town, and I wanted to get there early to watch them warm up at Candlestick, and it was Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson. So those solid, are those are two that I went choice. straight to. Yeah, I, I went with Pedro though because I think he's one of the best pitchers of all time. Yeah, for sure. 
Good answer. Good answer. Alrighty. Number four. If you can have any superpower, what would it be? What would Jared Timms want to do? Like, you know, if you if you had to play a superhero, what would be your superpower? Oh, um, flying school and everything. I'm kind of scared of flying though, but if I could fly, that'd be cool. Um, invisibility would be cool as well. I'm going to, I'll just say like super strength though. Kind of like the Superman type of thing. Yeah. Super strength would be pretty cool. I'm pretty small. So Popeye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe uh, next episode, Steven, we, since this is like new, we, we answer them next time when it's just the two of us. Cause I want to see what some of your answers are to these. Just the um, whole thing of speedy shutdown, like the whole episode. Yeah. Between the shutdown. two of us. No, not the whole, the, we don't need 20 minutes talk of us talking about you wanting to, I don't even know what I want. I don't, I don't want know. To know what yeah, your superpower to... would be. All right, Jared, question number five, the last one. If you could do any, this doesn't have to be baseball related, but if you could do anything in sports, what would it be? It could be like dunking a basketball, running back a kickoff, or what would it be? Anything you could do? <laughs> well, I used to be able to dunk, so there's that. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, probably throw. Honestly, I never threw a perfect game. I threw a no hitter, so I would love to throw a perfect game. That would be that'd be my. What uh, what level did you throw a no hitter at? I threw I threw no hitter in uh, college. Oh nice. man. That's awesome. Young college, young, my young college. I I played like six, seven years of college because of COVID and everything. Um. So, but yeah, young, my young college days, I threw a threw a no hitter, and that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I have one more, real quick. Uh, like like now, like knowing what you not playing, not necessarily an athletic achievement, but if you were to like work in baseball at any capacity, what would you want to be doing? Because I know you cover a lot of prospects. You know, you're at minor league games and everything. He'd want like, to be hosting Talking Halos. <laughs> oh, that's good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> that, what would you want be, to be doing? Yeah, yeah hosting Talking Halos. Um, no, I I love uh, I love the scouting side of stuff. I, I that's why I love minor leagues. It it has helped that the Angels have been bad. So it, you know, to look forward to something, you cover the minor leagues. Um, scouting is it would be absolutely unbelievable. Um, I, I was a pitching coach after after call. I pitched uh, in college too, so I was a college pitching coach. I love to coach. Um, but I love coaching it at kind of a younger age. So, um, but I did, I mean, not to, I, 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 co- I, I worked with Garrett Cole. I worked with Walker Bueller. I worked with a lot of these guys um, during the COVID year. I, I was able to do rap soda for a lot of these guys. And it was really cool to see um, what those guys, um, what those guys look at. So I'd say, uh, you know, a, a professional pitching coach would be a lot of fun though. I don't know how much those coaches actually do when you, when you look at it. Um and then also, I'd say a scout. I think scouting, um, a pro scout would be really cool. Tyler, let's buy the Angels and then hire Jared as like our head scout. All right, we'll, we'll put a solid uh, <laughs> five five digit offer in on the Angels. It's going to be mostly you. I hate to tell you that <laughs> you're going to have to do the majority of that. <laughs> I'll be a majority owner. I got my my story, my article money from my my game to game. Uh... <laughs> oh gosh! Oh man, Jared, no, dude, this was a blast. I appreciate well, you coming Jared, on. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it was absolutely. a lot of fun. Love talking baseball. Anytime I can talk a little bit of baseball, it's a absolute blast. Yeah, we'll we'll be Definitely. checking in on Otani throughout the year. We'll probably have some updates with him on this show and. Now we know that we have an angel. Yeah, guy we'll have you to. on at the trade deadline. We'll have you <laughs> on at the trade deadline. I love it. I love. Um, I just love talking baseball, guys. That's that's it right there. Just let yeah, me be but... in baseball the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. As we talked about earlier, we have multiple listeners. So uh, if you could tell them, uh, you know, where they could find some more of your work. What What are you doing? What do you want to plug? Oh yeah, you can uh, you can follow us on. You know, actually, you can follow myself. I'm not going to plug talking halos all that much. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. Find me on Instagram as well. Like, there's some stuff up there too. Uh, talkinghalos.com. Check us out there. Uh, follow Talking Halos podcast. We talk. We talk a lot of uh, Angels baseball and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. So, yeah, and there, there's nobody that that likes my stuff more on Instagram than our pal Nate Green. So shout out to Nate Green. He's like my biggest like liker on Instagram. So yeah, get him on the show too. He's a great, uh, great talk when it comes to coaching and such. So get him on here. Awesome. Maybe 
We'll have to do that for sure. All right, guys. And then, of course, the Shutdown Inning Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at un- uh, Shutdown underscore inning. And uh, happy yeah, holidays. Find us on YouTube so you can look at Jared's uh, handsome mug. You're probably sick of looking at me and Steven, but come see what Jared looks like. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, Happy holidays to everybody. We'll record one. I think we have one more episode before Christmas, Steven. So get that shopping done, my friend. Let's do it. Yeah, shopping. Do all that fun stuff. And it's taken forever to wrap. So let's do it right now. Happy holidays. And uh, see you soon.